Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle and Jackson Delisle. Hey, 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 what's happening? All right, folks, we have Kate on uh, vacation this week. She's in New Mexico. So uh, if you're in New Mexico, make sure you look her up. <clears throat> I'm not sure where she's at, but I know she's tweeting out there somewhere. Uh, even though we always like to make sure we take a break from social media. Uh, so with that being said, let's go ahead and get started with today's show. So uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, for joining us. And um, we have episode number 44 here, which is super cool. So the idea is to um, make sure that uh, you know that we're always here to build your influence and to help take your influence to that next level. And so we're going to do no differently with today's guest in terms of uh, uh, making sure we uh, help you build that influence. Uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and uh, and get rocking. So um, this week's guest, uh, we're gonna announce her here in a few minutes is Carolyn Barth, and then uh, we'll be uh, uh, rocking and rolling with her in a few minutes on uh, her story. So just wanna welcome everybody and say uh, welcome aboard. Uh, so to maximize your learning, please turn off your uh, turn off your um, let's see turn off your cell phone, close your emails, take some notes. All right, everybody, to engage with us, just ask questions in the questions go to uh, in the go to webinar questions area. So the question today that we want to know from everybody is: Have you started your holiday shopping yet? Can you answer that in the questions area? Because I'm always like curious. So Jackson, have you started your holiday sharp? Uh, other than for yourself, have you started your holiday shopping? Um, no, uh, I have not started my, I figured I'll just wait till December. And I uh, usually, I like to go on uh, Chris, the morning of Christmas Eve, I go to the mall and I knock out last minute stuff, but uh, I, I, I get a couple things early. But uh, this year I've been uh, I've been putting it off. So right on, right on. So uh, we have Gail, Roger, and a few others on with us today. So happy! Oh, look at Gail's already done. <laughs> She's one of those. So uh, you know, and did you go online only, or do you go in the stores? I'm always curious about that because I'll tell you what I accidentally went out on Good or not Good Friday. It was uh, was it Black Friday, and I, did, I forgot it was Black Friday. I just ran to the store and. Uh, Oh my gosh, it just uh, it was crazy. So, but yeah, uh, I went to, I went to the store on Black Friday, but I went to uh, like antique stores and thrift stores. They usually have like a good twenty percent off, thirty percent off of you know collectible items. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so that means it's free, right? <laughs> or almost. Yeah, All right, everybody. So. Um, don't forget, Social Jack members, make sure you log in. We just put some additional worksheets out there uh, for uh, language and things like that on what to say on social media because a lot of people just don't know. So make sure you check those out. Uh, and all the forms and worksheets are uploaded. And, of course, there's always magical discounts. Um, so uh, in terms of our next class coming up, hopefully you're all registered for that. But we have, if you go to salesjack.com, uh, you can take advantage. We're given our biggest discount this week just because we're in the you know sort of thrill of Cyber Monday, if you will. Um, but if you go to socialjack50 or you go to uh, salesjack.net and you type in socialjack50, uh, you actually get half off the course. And I think if they do that, Jackson, it's oh, – I don't have it up here. It's just salesjack, I think, is what it is, right? Salesjack.net. .net. Yeah, for sure. And then when you go to salesjack.net, you just basically say register now and uh, secure your spot. You enter a promo code and you just put in socialjack50, apply the code, and voila, you get half off. Super easy, huh? So uh, Jackson will send out the link to everybody on that, but it's, uh, it's salesjack.net. Okay, with no further ado, we have uh, – uh, we have news. news. Yeah, Jack. So what is the news today? This is so this cool is stuff. this is really cool. So Google's launching a new social post option uh, to promote uh, business reviews on, um, and offers. So like different offers that you have going on uh, or different, um, uh, 
yeah, different reviews that people have posted on your page. This is super cool. What it does is actually, um, if you scroll down, um, if you scroll down on the page, um, and you keep going, uh, you see, no, 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 go too far. No, 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 too far. Go down. I'm with you. Remember, it's on delay. Yeah. No, no, go down a little bit. All right, then click Google's small thanks website. Oh, is, that's a secret. It is, yeah, very cool stuff because you go in and as long as you have a Google My Business page set up, you can search, uh, let's search Social Jack in there. You can search, um, yeah, Social Jack Business Influencer Development. Oh, come on. Really? It's like that easy? Yep, and then it customizes um, different uh what? so ready to print posters and then social media posts over to the left and then on the right you can have tent cards or stickers these are the I, I think the stickers are the coolest thing especially if you have people coming in and out of your offices you can stick them on the door you stick them on the front window says make sure to leave us a google review you know, support us with your reviews on uh, and photos right. on Google. So all the events that we do, we could actually have these on the tables, right? So with yeah, the remind people. Like yeah, oh, awesome. I I thought it was the coolest thing, and it was uh, it was in their most recently posted articles, and I was like, how convenient! This is awesome, and Google reviews actually boost SEO as well. So right. the more Google reviews you got, especially the more positive ones you have. You're going to shoot to the top anytime someone Googles any of your keywords or uh, especially your business. So, yeah, and just I'm so everybody knows, yeah, this this was in case you missed some previous shows with us. So if you go to uh, just Social Jack, for example, example, and you go to our page, you'll notice you see pictures up here of our workshops. You see pictures of us in here. You see the front of our building here, the Civic Opera House. You can sort of see it. Um, you can see our address and all this, and then you can see uh, different reviews that we have. Um, and so all of this stuff combined actually drives your entire page to the top of Google. And today, in a few minutes, we're going to be talking uh, with Carolyn Barth about PR and, and personal PR. And anytime you take content with your name and your keywords, it drives it to the top. So what Google has done is they've allowed you now to take this business page, you know how there's no more Google Plus, <clears throat> and now they're helping you really drive your business to the top. And, and so uh, you're in complete control of this. So if you have pictures, you have videos, you have cool things, um, you can attach this. And there's, there's like a three or four step process. If you log into Social Jack, one of our very beginning episodes at the beginning of this year, I think, or whichever one Joe was on, maybe it was the end of last year. <clears throat> but just, uh, just, just type in uh, Google, and you'll see the episode on Google. But the the principle is pretty much the same, um, you know, in terms of driving yourself to the top. And Gail said she's sharing it with her whole team. And I think this is something that everyone should pay attention to and share with their team. So, Gail, way to go, way to go. Um, so, uh, so with that being said, um, this is good stuff. So we'll send out the link to the article. And then also uh, this whole um, – this is cool, Jackson. I mean, this is a really good find. You can personalize a marketing kit, and you can actually do posters and things like that, right? Yeah, you can you can have posters. Uh, if you see the two options right there are mail it to right. me or download. So you can download, take it to your own printer, or they can mail it to you. Wow. So that is very cool <clears throat> stuff. And uh, they, they show uh, – there, well, in the uh, in if you go back to the article, they show the uh, the posters being used, um, like in the yeah, oh, like this, right there. here, yeah, that's yeah cool. so right on the window, things like that, and it promotes people to see, oh, you you know, I can leave a review and stuff like that. Let's just hope it's not a bad one. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's very cool. I, I urge you guys to check this out and it'll be in the social Jack resource center. I'm going to put the link in there to this article and then also to the small thanks with Google page. So definitely yeah. something to check out. And for those of you new in uh, social Jack, you just go down in the resource center and then you get all these cool things like the complete guide to hashtags and 
all kinds of new uh, things that we post all the time, and this will be one of those things in there. All right. Very, very, very cool. All right. With that being said, uh, Jackson, as always, thank you so much. I'm going to do a quick poll here. Um, so we always have a lot of classes. And so if you want to be on the waiting list for 2019, go ahead. I'm going to launch this poll. Um, and then I'm going to cover a quick influencer lesson here. So, you know, we're going to be talking in a, in a minute here with Carolyn Barth. And, and you know, she's, she's going to talk about how to be the go-to expert in your field. And one of the things I want to mention is making sure that you understand that your personal brand is the first step to your PR. And, and those of you that have been through our influencer development program, personal branding program, helping to tell your story, this is something that you may do initially, but it's a forever thing and, and your brand is forever evolving. And so, you know, this is a cool thing for you to understand that um, it's it's like an adventure and people want to be with you on that adventure adventure every step of the way. Jimmy, good to see you in there. So I see people uh, popping in uh, as usual as they're on the road or in their travels, holiday travels. So good to see you in there. So uh, with that being said, let's um, let's go ahead and close this out. And I want to invite uh, Carolyn on with us and she's uh, she's launching a new PR course um, she is uh, uh, really, uh, she she got to this show because she was networking in events uh, and she met Kate and myself and she, uh, she loves being on boards and um, she loves really uh, helping uh, experts, which is funny because we had a conversation about dentists, doctors, lawyers, PhDs, and it's just a funny thing. But Carolyn, welcome. Good to have you on with us. Hey, thanks, Dean. Great to see you. Yes, and and also you're an artist too, right? I did. Yes, we were just talking about that. Spent <laughs> many know. years drawing a lot of paintings and copying a lot of paintings and decorating my house that way. But um, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I think it's actually helped with writing because sometimes I sit down with graphic designers and I can kind of I can't do the graphic design, but I know what I want. So I can kind of sketch it out and then I'll take my crude sketching and then make it really amazing. I think uh, you and I discussed, I used to be, I did a lot of charcoal work. So that was my whole thing was sketching. Um, but I really never got to the painting part of it. I think, uh, I don't know what it was. I, I tried a little bit, but uh, never really progressed. But it's sort of cool that you uh, you went down that path. And uh, you, so you do this still constantly all the time or just when you can? My kids do it now a lot. Um, I do. I still do some printmaking when I can. Yeah, um, I do it whenever possible. So it's uh, probably use it more in business now, just in terms of, as I was saying, like creative design, telling people <laughs> creative briefs and kind of coming up with concepts and multi-channel campaigns, but not nearly enough. Maybe it's a New Year's resolution. Right, right, right. Now, <laughs> I was, I was, I was peeking around on your website. Now, websites are a funny thing, isn't it? Because like, we're redoing ours again. You know, like, when was the last time you did your website? I meant to ask you this. So it was like, like 15 months ago, but it's a really simple one. It was more of a, it's more of a placeholder, right? You know, right? I, but isn't it always a placeholder? <laughs> <laughs> it's always a placeholder. I'm like, I'm like, driving <laughs> my team nuts. I'm like, we're, it's a new year. We're doing a new site. And they're like, oh my God, really? It's like, I don't have this other site done yet, you know? So um, but it's, you know, like I was talking about our personal stories, how they evolve, you know, and it's an adventure and we want, we want to, you know, we want to take people on that adventure with us. So can you take us on your adventure of, of, you know, sort of how you started and how you progressed in your career and now all of a sudden you're advising doctors and PhDs and dentists and about their brand. So give us a little bit of sense on the story of that. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I think the reality is it's just uh, some of the skills you're really good at in second grade, you end up doing it for the rest of your life. So I was <laughs> we had this great teacher in second grade that um, Miss Fletcher, who had us do the action twos news. And we um, I was always writing. Yeah. Right. And I was it was a newsletter and I was always writing like little stories and captions and things. But um Beyond that, you know, I just always kept writing. I was always, you know, trying to get my thoughts out there and help. And actually, probably the best way to describe it is I have a very intellectual father. 
and he's kind of at the genius zone level and he's also a painter he studied actually with Roy Lichtenstein in in college because um he was like the favorite TA there so but he has these color theory books that are so thick and crazy in terms of so far advanced like now people I see people writing about this all the time but he's usually 10 years ahead of things so he writes them and then he thinks about them and then he gives me a three-hour lecture and I get a download of that. So then he wants me to synthesize it. And I've had this throughout my whole life. And then my mom was um, director of PR for a, or community affairs for a large hospital in Cleveland. So I was always around doctors and dentists. But basically my career was, I started at, I went to Northwestern for communications and studied some journalism there too. Um, moved out to LA to do TV for a while. So storytelling out there. Then fell in love with somebody. Any, back any in big wait, 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 wait. You can't gloss over that. So like any oh. big shows. <laughs> yeah, I worked on at the Hogan family and um, I mostly, you'd know, the actors like Jason Bateman was in it. And um, Kyle Chandler from Friday Night Lights was in the next one I worked in and John Slattery from Mad Men. Um, it was fun. You know, a lot of people at the beginning. Um, I worked with Wonder Woman and Patrick Duffy on a Daniel Steele movie of the week. So that was fun. Oh, that's cool. um, yeah, yeah. And so, but a, one of the jobs that they gave me at Warner Brothers was helping write award submissions with the oh. team. So, and getting the tapes. And so I ended up finding, oh, I'm getting very sunny out. Um, I ended up getting a uh, kind of a like a crash course in PR and um submitting for awards so we became our show that i was working at the time was called Homefront, and it was um it won a bunch of tv and radio like museum awards so um got to go to some of the people's choice award at that point um so you know some of the so then i moved back to chicago and then i ended up wait wait hold on i'm gonna stop you again so can you, can you keep having some cool stuff that pops up so that's interesting you said that about the people's choice award because if you think about it when people are choosing us in business that's a people's choice right so so our own personal pr is really submitting ourselves into the interwebs which i know we're going to talk about and getting chosen so uh, yeah. i i just heard i actually we just had a workshop and some of um, uh, Jackson, who was it? Uh, Barry and those folks, or uh, they helped somebody get a People's Choice Award. I think it was JLo or something like that, get a People's Choice Award. So they were talking about that experience and how they, they did these submissions, but then they used social media to get the people to submit their submissions. And it was like this whole almost crowdsourcing yeah. for her to get an award. And is that how it works? Is that how a lot of these awards work? Um, well, it depends which kind of award that kind of right. award. Um, it, yeah. And in, in, in entertainment, there's a lot of lobbying for, I mean, I actually was helping a friend, um, who's, who's helping somebody, um, that has a documentary that's been nominated for not nominated, but it's in consideration for right. an Oscar this year. And so there's campaigning. They pull in PR people for that. That's what I always wonder, because have you ever, I mean, is it just me or do you ever like watch the award shows and you're like, really? How did that yeah. get in there? <laughs> <laughs> and Social Jack, we always go, it's all about who you know. And I swear, everybody in Hollywood talks about, oh, you know, I know so-and-so and that's how we got this movie done and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I'm just like. It does, I, I mean, honestly, who you know, it probably helps you in any line of your business though, right? Because even in Chicago, I mean, I think you and I were talking about this. In LA, the histories are very short about what have you worked on recently? What, you know, what can you do for me now? But which is kind of influencer stuff now too, where you see all those like trends that come and go really fast. Um, but the thing that sticks about being a go-to expert is really kind of finding your genius zone and finding whatever that is, you know, like you, for you, it's training all of us, right? About being influencers and, um, and for me, I really happen to be really good at earned media and national media and also helping kind of distill down some of the complex thoughts that people have into what most people can understand and make it interesting and then get it out to the world and then kind of keep the campaign going so that um, it gets legs. Cause you know, it doesn't happen overnight. People right. love, I mean, you, you can have the ones and dones, but that's not usually why they hire me. You know, usually they hire us to come in and make something so it's sustainable and it's, actually something that can last for a long time and it educates someone. So. 
Well, that's what's funny. I always laugh about that because whenever we're doing classes on video and streaming and everything, and then people go, well, how can I make it go viral? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You want sustainable. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, well, come to this next class because we're also going to pick the winning lottery numbers, you know, and so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is some there is some structure and format to get picked right. up and all that good stuff, which I know we'll talk about some of this. So then, you know, I know you and I talked a little bit where then, you know, so you like go from this Hollywood scene. Yeah. And then, didn't you say you even worked on bankers or banks for a while? And then. Yeah, well, I mean, I came back to Chicago and there wasn't as much Hollywood stuff, <laughs> which I liked. You know, it was very yes. normal. right? Um, and so then I ended up here, which is super cool. Just started i did some i won't bore you with too much but um the internet was kind of really kicking off like you know it was in 95 and stuff so i st i wrote the swab shampoo website <laughs> and they kept the content live for five years i had a lot of hair accounts then so i did like an online soap opera i think what i did was when i got back i wrote a spec script for one of the tv shows i think um and everybody really liked that so i was doing a lot of training videos and uh, yeah. you know with big companies like brunswick and you know kind of making a story out of something that was kind of boring to teach perhaps like about how to do color merchandising for a big department store or how to that's cool though yeah yeah i mean actually it was about how to pick up salespeople in terms of or pick out salespeople um from a retail shop where there was not enough you know could be a valuable one for now like how, when there's not enough people that want to do retail you know because it doesn't pay well enough but how to like kind of poach them off of <laughs> this retail shop and then grab them onto your customer service thing. But um, yeah, and then I just would have, I, I fell into a freelance writing um, opportunity for a lot of companies after, you know, there's just was so much work and 95 to whatever, I wrote so many websites and, you know, just kind of keep going. And then somebody suggested, hey, um, after I had a, my first child, they said, like, why didn't one of my agents kind of said, like, why didn't you go in for this assignment? And it was six weeks. And then it was about recruiting speakers and putting them on ah. large conference stages. So it was for Bankers Administration Institute, BAI, for their retail banking conference. And so I got to coach people like from Unilever that were even outside of industry and kind of tell them how to make an interesting presentation. Um, or a banker had to kind of connect with the audience. And so it ended up lasting about three years because I was good at recruiting the speakers. Oh. I wasn't, yeah, it was kind of production actually. Like you recruit the speakers, you get all the scripts in, you build the agenda and the format, you coach the speakers and then it's a show. And then you start again. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool though. So then, you know, and I know a lot of people that are on with us or listening are also speakers. So, you know, every little bit of that, you know, process, you know, helps them as well. And then all of a sudden you wind up back with, you know, doctors, dentists, it's like you go back to science, right? So yeah. sort of where your roots are from. And yeah. now all of a sudden you're like PhD scientist, you know, or doctors. And so how, you know, so then you make that flip that switch. How did that happen? It happened naturally because my mom had been that director of community affairs and I've always been kind of a science geek. So I love um, getting getting things out there that really educate people and help people. So on the banking end, it was great. It's just I'm not a financial writer. So my limitation was pretty much um, retail banking and, and, and consumer stuff. But um, one of my clients had picked me up um for an engineering company and the guy i worked with somebody there that um after the world trade center fell he had said like don't move any of these beans to new jersey i need to figure out how it fell and he's a forensic engineer so right. he we could walk him into anything and what happened was it became very quickly apparent that i was really good at pr so you know i would get like the discover um I think I got the Discovery Channel to come out to Skokie and film us there. And we went and did something with the BBC in um, New York City. And we had, you know, there was all these crane accidents. And we ended up using PR to position ourselves as the experts in investigating why these crane accidents were happening, you know, and getting them on TV and exposure. And so kind of positioning these engineers as the go-to experts. And then we won a $3 million camp, you know, in, um, $3 million contract to inspect all the cranes in New York. 
So um, what if my stuff will lead to ultimately a big business win because um, which is, you know, really the goal. Right. <laughs> you and position I, yourself as the expert and then you get a chance to bid on things and then they're like, well, they were in the New York Times or they were on, you know. Well, and I, well, and I think one of the big things is that you you went back to your roots. Yeah. You know, I mean, what's crazy is I I was, you know, I started in hospitality and then I wound up uh, uh, making sure which and then a CPA firm and then, you know, doing a lot of big consulting type work, management consulting and that sort of thing. And and then I'm like, next thing I know, when when social media came out, I had this in social networking. It was like, well, I've always been doing social networking. You know, it was like part of my whole hospitality world was was that. And and so then I'm just like almost to the point where I probably drive people crazy how passionate I get about, you know, them having a good network and working their network and be present and be authentic, you know, and I'm sure I just drive people crazy. But I think when people, you know, actually get that part about you and you find that thing, that's where you were meant to be. And it feels like you're in that space now, right? Oh, for sure. And you too. I mean, the genius zone. I, actually, the first we were joking about how you and I met, right? I went to a networking event at I think it was the Illinois Technology Association at TexNexus, which is that beautiful building where you're located. I think you might have been hosting there. Or no, you have that amazing setup where Jackson and Kate and you had a camera and the social oh, yeah. background and a microphone. And I cannot resist something like that. So I pulled <laughs> a woman I just met and I interviewed her and we had so much fun with that video and that video performed so well on LinkedIn and we still play that. And we both actually are kind of in the marketing PR space because she has a lot of Instagram followers. Right. I have that and she, <laughs> we had the best time with that. In fact, that influence. Uh, with that the Chicago events, we got to do that. Yeah, no, and we and we love doing that. We do that for so many shows, and it's it, you know, and and that's what we like. We like bringing out the fun in people, and that's oh, that's why it's funny. We go to these financial services conferences and other things, and we're like, we make them fun because we yeah. get that part of people, you know, to to reveal themselves. And, and it was such um, a brilliant idea because you have your banner behind you with the word social jack. I mean, just a lot of the best practices I try to use with PR coaching is just, you know, the visual element is so important now. And, you know, you set the stage of, okay, you have, you know, you had social jack, the branding behind us, you had the microphone. So it looked like we were doing an interview. You had the fun element, you had a professional camera, you got the stuff to us right away. It was a blast. And then, I love the second part of that, that um, that was maybe Kate's first week working with you. And so I didn't, we didn't really talk to each other much. I mean, I don't really remember meeting Kate. I remember meeting Jackson. I remember talking to you, but, and then at a networking event six months later, and she had been recommended to me through somebody through LinkedIn local. Um, so she connected with me on LinkedIn. We're having this nice conversation at this in-person networking. And she's like, oh my gosh, I know you, I'm connected. It was after my business card with my name on it. And then we were laughing because, um, you know, we'd obviously worked together, we had met, and I was of course really impressed with Social Jack. So it was just interesting how real life networking can kind of come full circle if you kind of make yourself out there and visible and, and stick with your genius zone about what you're good at. And then uh, good people find each other, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, and you're spot on with that. And when we're when we're working with folks, and hopefully everybody's taking notes on this, but if you follow the path or the genealogy here, is that you know now Carolyn's on our program, and this is almost like a year in the making. When I think you were at that event, it was about a year ago, and then and then there's this network. You know, we're all about uh, the formation of social teaming and a network, and there's this network that came together when Carolyn Jackson and I met, and then all of a sudden Carolyn and Kate meant, met, and then there's this forester here in a few minutes is Carolyn, you know, LinkedIn local and that hub. And, and it's, and this is how, this is how it works as long as you're intentional about making those connections. So can everybody relate on that? I'm always curious with the audience if they want to jump in there and 
just tell us how that relates to them. And what's funny is, is I can't tell you the number of people that write us or tell us, you're not going to believe who I met on LinkedIn, oh. you know, and, and, you know, or, you know, you're not going to believe who popped up in my newsfeed. And it's like, there are no coincidences. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's been nice that, um, I, I really think that that has been an underrated thing is networking is actually it's I think now people want to do more in person, you know, you and I met so many great people there. I mean, that that was a great night and it was a valuable content piece of information, a fun event. So it showed up. With, I didn't know you did hospitality, but I can tell now that you did it because it was a great, good food. Good event. Right. Um, it's all about the food and the food and the wine. <laughs> people like good stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, so I think whatever industry you're in, you know, part of the thing about being is still to remain visible in person as well as online. That way, you know, and write blogs and position yourself as or if you're not, I mean, I'm much faster at video. So I will tend to just pull out my video camera and do a really right. quick video blog, you know, or a little thought because I, while I am a paid writer, I have to think about it a lot. <laughs> like I think a lot about what I write because I usually am working out the messaging of something that isn't working for somebody else. And that's why they've come to me and we're kind of getting out of their head, but it's not as quick, you know, um, to do that. But the video, I think, and if you're good at podcasts, you know, these things right. are great. Yeah. So for the people that are on with us, how many people are blogging? So if you're listening live, uh, you know, how many people blog or write? I know Cindy does. I'm looking down the list here. I believe Jimmy does. Um, so one of the things, do you have any best practices for like writer's block? I'm sure everybody asks you this question, but it's like, what do you do? Usually it's I haven't asked enough questions. Uh, her story. So just want to welcome everybody. Our research. If there is a, I, I sometimes, yeah, when I have something, I um, it's almost that I, I don't know enough information, you know, which is a pain, but you kind of have to face the facts and realize like, okay, well, either I need to do a little bit more information, I need to ask some more questions, but it's that you haven't gotten to the heart of the issue. And I know some people um, have said, just, you know, write, just keep writing in the first 20 minutes, you know, um, is a lot of junk. <laughs> and then get to the bat the bottom of what you wrote. That's probably going to be your first sentence, you know, after 20 minutes. It's like, okay, oh, put that up at the top, cut out the middle stuff by half, and then make it tighter. But almost every time I've had writer's block, it's either that I need to, like, take a step back, get some white space, um, learn some more about the topic, talk to somebody else. It just feels like there's usually a missing piece of the puzzle. Um, yeah, there you go. How about you? If you're, if you're, if you're in the Midwest, you can go shovel some snow too. That will uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes put you in a whole different space. Um, for me, um, for me, I actually uh, play chess and I heard this from one of my buddies who's a sports uh, announcer on WGN. And he's like, uh, you know, he's like, well, when I get writer's block, I play chess because it uses another part of your brain, I yeah. guess, that active gets activated. And I never knew that. And I love chess. So okay. now I have a couple of apps that I use and I just play chess. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, all kinds of things pop back into my head when I play chess, even, you know, a short game or two. And and then I get upset that I'm losing so that, yeah, the computer beat me again. So now I stop playing chess and, I'm like, you know, I'm back in writing mode. The writing seems easy. Like then the computers beat you too many. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll get back to the writing. Um, yeah, no, I think sometimes we end up overthinking it. I mean, yes. for sure. And you have to step, just step back, whatever it is, go to lunch, get out of the space. And then, um, if you, yeah, if you get too close to it, you need to step back. So it's probably a combination of all those things. Um, well, that's, that's like in our, yeah, that's like in our video. So what do you think about this? So I'm, I'm, I'm the master of under editing. So it's like, um, I like people to see the natural part and side of things. I mean, we had some technical glitches in the beginning of today's program. Those will probably be cut out just so the podcast is smooth, but, uh, but the idea is when, when I'm shooting a video, it's not over scripted. There's like three bullet points and it's a conversation. And that's, mm -hmm. that's just the style that I like, but I still know a lot of people out there that just swear by high level production video. So from a PR perspective, 
you know, what's your, cause you're dealing with doctors and I can't imagine they would ever just be conversational. Cause when I sit down with a CEO at a bank or something and I'm like, I just want you to talk to the camera in front of the people. And they're like, where's my script? I'm like, you're not reading a script. And I'm like, this is all about conversation. So what's your sort of whole take on all that? That's really a good question. Um, they do open up and they do talk about things. They love to talk about their expertise. So if you ask them a, que a question about the science or the patient and you, it's kind of like back to that story about my dad talking about the color science and the theory, you know, you can't actually get him to stop talking <laughs> once you started, you know? But um, what I find a lot of times is it, it's very important to kind of know who, when you're doing PR or social media for someone, especially in today's age, like you cannot fake it. All right. You need right. people that are real experts. I mean, nobody can get on this podcast with you if they don't know their stuff and talk right. about things. Um, I don't care how much they prepare, but they have to have deep knowledge on their topic. Um, and your experts have deep knowledge. I mean, if they have gone to medical school or if they've gone become a dentist, they're dealing with patients every day. And this is kind of a new mindset for them, the PR and um, social media. And they don't want to make missteps. Um, they're just not, our brains are just wired slightly differently. Right. So sometimes I find that um, it just depends, but I'll oftentimes make sure that they're very well-trained. You know, I do a lot of the prep work to make sure that That's they are 100% very comfortable with everything. So we never stick them in front of anything without having talked to them. I've done controlled media with right. them, you know, where it's either, a friendly podcast or a friendly writing topic, um, I find out what medium they like. Then I usually start off even still with a press release sometimes because that means that every we, you've decided within the organization who's the spokesperson, right. what they're allowed to say, what's the top message, who are the other people being quoted in it, who's gonna approve it, and it's almost really the company statement, the hospital statement, the practice statement, but when people realize that that's going to go public to the, you know, out, it's almost an official record. So then you can pick up the image for it. I mean, the hashtags about it. I mean, there's so much that goes into that. Um, the legal approval, I mean, all that stuff that it seems like it should be really easy, but it's, it really is, and then who's the audience? Like, who are we going to educate about whatever topic it is? I mean, I worked on the concussion story early on about the brain damage from playing football. And so, you know, you have indicators in your life of like, oh my gosh, this neuropathologist is getting hate mail because he wrote this article in the Springfield publication about why his son wouldn't play football. And then um, all of a sudden, you know, it blows up. He's getting hate mail. He's on my spokesperson's network. He's calling me. And the questions go to uh, this. And then um, while we're working out of that problem, we're kind of realizing, okay, well, we've touched a nerve with the public. Right. <laughs> and let's figure out, like, how to control what we can control about the story, you know, and get the science out there that's accurate. It's not going to be about helmets saving lives and preventing concussions. It's about don't get hit in the head <laughs> if you can avoid it, you know, as a kid and um, and how many blows to the head are too many is not safe. So so I think really in what you have to do is kind of, um, I don't know, just with the scientists and the doctors, I, I definitely put them through a really hard media training. Yeah, like, I, I think that's important. I think everybody should take some level of media training that's why we have cameras at every one of our events and we're like come and play with the team and and practice and and try do a few takes and they'll coach you through what to say and just to get comfortable in front of when a, there's a camera you can just you know look and have a conversation with that audience and i think that's you and i talked uh before go to webinar questions area so uh, about this fear that i think each and every one of us have and and some people admit it and some people don't but I think embracing there's a fear that we see somebody else that does it wrong or looks bad or looks foolish or uh, and that's why I'm not afraid to make mistakes because, you know, we learn from our mistakes. 
but I'm 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 also a big fan of being somewhat authentic and genuine as part of the process. You could be I believe you can be a thought leader and also be genuine. So my best my favorite videos are when I can get a a CEO sitting at their desk and just having a conversation, you know. Oh yeah, and I'm sure you make them feel so comfortable. I mean, right. That that I think is a big part of it too is you have to earn the expert's respect. But right. also you have to help them understand that they really do have this genius zone and it's not helping just to have science sit on the shelf, you know, if right. they've written a really important article. It's not helpful if it's in a printed journal that access, the pe very few people have access to now. It's going to help so much more if you're using social media and getting it out there, you know, with infographics and with um images and tweets and instagram and you know but there are tons of people like you and me out there that can help them get this way this done. finding the right people that you trust and avoiding those pr mistakes hey so what is this uh the go-to experts inner circle <laughs> well because i've been actually asked been I've recently been getting a lot of questions for people um, that are perhaps new in practice dentists um, that are, they're pretty much all over the country, but they've started a new practice and, or they've like moved to a new city and they're the new person in town in Phoenix. And mm. it's a very saturated market. There's a lot of competitive um, competition there with a lot of really great dentists anyway. And so what makes you different? And what I was noticing, um, I was able to do PR for the American College of Prosthodontists for about six years, and they're the professional association for some of the leaders in dentistry. But what I noticed was um, I was coaching a lot of people there, and I was realizing I was telling people similar things. And it was just really basic PR 101 that kind of helps people learn this new mindset about you know how do you do how do you position yourself so that you're no longer fighting on price and being a commodity and that person can write a review um right of somebody else and then they switch dentists every two you know two months i mean i was recently at a party in chicago at an networking event and these two women found out that i do pr for doctors and dentists and they started raving about their dentists they said i mean talk about the influencer factory they said I love my dentist so much. She was on Celebrity Makeover. I will. I had to beg to get an appointment with her. You know, I love her. And the other, and she's an Elgin, and I finally got an appointment, and I will never switch. And the other woman said, um, I'm in Chicago. I love my dentist. She's always in the Tribune. She's been on TV a lot. You know, she's writing articles. So they're out there. So they're out there. Yes. And sharing their expertise with people. So they are positioned as go-to experts. The, I did not ask them who their dentists were. <laughs> they just volunteered this information to me and right. raved about it. But those two women are never going to be, I mean, they're going to tell their friends about it. They're going to get on. They're writing reviews. They are telling strangers like me, <laughs> you know, about their dentist. They're, they're kind of your walking PR machine. Right. But isn't isn't that really what we all want? Right. Yeah. That's you know, we always say we want you to be the first one people think of. So when they when they come to you and they go, Hey, I'm looking for a dentist and you're like, Oh my gosh, you gotta go to this person in Elgin or whatever, right. you know, it's like, you know, and so that's and here's the, why. And then they give the social proof. Here's why they were yes. on celebrity makeover. Look at you know, blah, blah, blah. And so you've got that like reason why you would drive to Elgin. Okay. okay, so we have all these great people that listen to the program and of course they're not on, you know, television or anything. So yeah. in terms of in terms of, you know, yes. bringing it back down. Yes, bringing it back down to us. Um what's what's sort of the simple first steps for people that come to mind, you know, that you can tell yeah. them or help them. Well, I mean, and, and I should say that why so how I position this course is it's a six week course. It's a do it yourself option for people so they can um, it's probably gonna be released in about two or three weeks and it basically walks you through the steps and gives you some downloadables about how to do your own customer how to do an audit of yourself your brand your um, opportunities and your competition out there and then it moves over to a basic PR plan that you can be but you want to make it sustainable 
something that you can do if you have a team of people that work with you, but any small business could follow this. In fact, um, I'm actually going to roll out a second version that's really for any small person. And I'm going to, I'm offering that with the first group of a hundred people that I'm going to be doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with them once a week. So I will check in on you and make sure that you are following through and getting value out of this and walk you through the steps and then you do implementation. But the real sweet spot on it is the team approach and thinking about who your current team is. I mean, whether you're a small business, um, you're an accountant, or whether I just spoke in an accounting thing. So a lot of these are very portable, you know, thoughts. But one of the key things is don't just get tied into who's immediately working for you. You know, for example, like Kate being at that networking thing for Social Jack is an advocate of Social Jack. So she's one of the factors. She's an employee. But then there's all these other groups that you can tap into, you know, for a dentist, patients, or it'd be your clients and how to turn, I build spokespersons networks for people. So it's kind of how to turn them into engaged advocates for your personal brand. Like just I'm curious. So Jackson, have you started your holiday? So just kind of carry it over to some of the professional associations and how to get them talking to you, how to get your colleges talking about you because there's communications people like me everywhere. And there's a certain thread that I can teach you about how to introduce yourself, how to bring a value to those people at the table so that you become the go-to expert. Um, and you're featured in the alumni publications. You're featured in, you know, social jack when you guys need all of a sudden like an emergency guest, you know? It's like, oh, yeah. give me somebody, you know? And you've got the training. But all of these things, if you get that engine going, then you've got this referral engine that is completely unstoppable. And you just kind of, you know, you do your thing, you're the genius, you come on, you do these things, but you're building it over time to last. And then you figure out like what you're good at. And then we teach you how to measure it and then how to kind of, you know, simplify it so that you're just doing the steps that only matter. Yeah, it's funny you say that we have this, uh, this whole thing that is actually science-based. I started teaching this in graduate schools eons ago and we formulated the program and in our influencer uh, development program, I just smiled when you were talking about the team because yeah. one of the modules that we talk about is really building the ideal network. But if you go on the internet and you Google social teaming, that's one of our, you know, uh, copywritten phrases. And so social teaming is just that. It's, it's the formation of a team around you and your brand so you don't feel alone in the game. And that's what happens is a lot of people, I believe, and I'm sure you see this at the professional level, at least I did when I did the few doctors and physicians I was working with, is they feel like it's all on them right. to make to make all the decisions and to, to have the perfect CV. So they have to go earn all these things to put into this document to, and keep doing all these, publishing all these papers. And, and yet there's a whole team around them that's untapped. You see that as well? Oh, totally. And actually what I loved what, was you mentioned to me that one of the dentists or doctors you worked with, they, they tend to have long CVs, which means a resume. They tend to have, like, it could be 32 pages. I mean, I've seen right. many of them. And then they want to put that on social media. You told me that that was one of your clients. So one of the things to keep in mind is while you are doing one of our classes, your class, my class, something like that, it's really good to have a person who's coaching you through it because one of the dentists I talked to recently that no uh, I have not started my day off driving around to other practices you know all over Phoenix just in trying to introduce himself and nobody was there so I mean there's certain things that you could just have a huge time suck and just all your time is gone doing the wrong right. things or else you could kind of really get a focused approach and kind of enter this you know, 2019 with something that is concrete, you're, it's sustainable. There are many habits, but then you get a lot of people doing them and then you get the ripple effect. So that's what I. Yeah, that's huge. So yeah. uh, as, as we start to wrap up and it always goes so fast when I get into these conversations, uh, anybody. I figured I'll just win. But one of the things is like for you, like who do you. Who do you tune into and who do you follow that inspires you or that helps you continue to learn and grow? 
Oh, I love that question. Um, well, actually, Andy Crestadina, who I know you've had on the phone. Yes. Um, yeah, I, he's a wonderful teacher. And actually, when PR started changing so much, um, I basically brought him in to kind of give me some consulting about how to start using SEO for my, I, I do a reverse engineering of PR articles these days where I basically find what people are searching for, I group them into topics, and then answer those specific questions with our experts so it, it raises up in the search terms. But I, anything that he teaches, any, you know, he's just a wonderful teacher and he really breaks it down into very, I like very practical people. Yes. You know, I like, I want to <laughs> get something out of, you know, that's a nugget I can actually use. Um, how about you? Who do you listen to? Well, no, I was laughing because we always say we're going to do an Andy and Andy will come and he'll go, well, I didn't come up with this. I just know it works and I use it. So he'll go, he'll go, I'll just take this stuff. Uh, you know, I'll just take this, you know, and he goes, I, you know, I, I give full credit. I'm just letting you know, I didn't come up with it. I just, I tested it and it works. So now I'm using it. So anytime we borrow something from somebody, or we have one of our influencers that gives us something. I'm like, I'm, let's let's do an Andy. Let's just take it and <laughs> republish it. So, so there's you know, like no shame in the fact that oh, Hootsuite really did a good job on this. So we're going to publish this, you know. So it's like you know, so we become sort of the the Andy, you know, big Andy fan. And, and of course, we've done a lot of conferences with him. And so yeah. we, I just love sitting in his sessions. I always learn, and people are chiming in that they love him as well. So anybody else pop into your head, come yeah, to mind? I, yeah, there's um. I really like to, uh, I know Dave Fisher, like Jake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dave Fish. Um, I like his stuff, too. He's also very practical about selling. He's like, okay, this is how you do it, and this is what you do. Um, but on the national level, I there's been people that I follow, but they're more, um, I mean, I like what you guys are doing. I like, sometimes... Uh, to be honest, I feel like I have to pave my own way a little bit because I'm don't trying. Don't go alone. Don't go alone, Carol. <laughs> no, I don't want to go alone. But I, I actually find a little bit like, um, you know, sometimes in public relations, people haven't really adopted the SEO or they haven't really, you know, and, and just kind of talking about what PR can do. PR can really change behaviors and perceptions. And um but now we have all these new ways to do it. It's not true, you know, there is earned media, right. but then we also have social media and that's media that is social. And so now there's all these tools that you do it that way. Um, and then marketing is just selling mostly, um, and which is wonderful, you know, we need the sales and through the funnel. And then advertising, you can't really change behavior, you can reinforce behavior, but I love what is happening with digital. And then social is just kind of, we're using that throughout. So. I'm kind of looking. Who do you follow? Why don't you tell me? Because maybe Man, I need to. I've, I've got a list. I do a lot of motivational folks, too, because I think not just learning, um, you know, so uh, I like uh, uh, Spencer X, too. Uh, I get a lot of stuff from him. Uh, there's. Um, yeah. So, so but I mean, there's and then I like following our influencers because you know, I have a short attention span, uh, super short. So it's really cool that I can actually go to Twitter. Mm. And and if they say something's good, I just follow that trail. So they don't even have to originate it sometimes. It's just a recommendation of what they like. Right. And I probably get most of my reading from those channels. So like Mary Rodriguez, and we've had her on a ton from Microsoft. She's a top storyteller. Um, Ellie Deutsch from McDonald's, you know, learn a lot from her and what she passes through to us. Mm. And that's why I, I sit in a lot of these sessions. And then uh, what I'm what I'm sort of curious about, and if you're listening to the podcast or you're on the show, uh, type this in. Um, we're curious always. What is what is one thing that you heard Carolyn talk about that you're going to do differently today? So we're always looking for you to take one thing, put it into action, and we're getting ready to give away a gift card here to someone, and they're going to have very specific instructions with that gift card. But but let us know what you're gonna take away from this and what you're gonna what you're gonna do differently based on what you heard today. So um, and we have uh, we have a couple of uh, winners uh, coming up here. So we're actually gonna have two winners today. So um, for me, uh, let's have uh, Jackson come back on. Jackson's been quiet in the background there. So Jackson. You know, you do a lot of production, you handle a lot of the distribution of our content and 
and uh, videos and all that stuff. So anything, what resonated with you in terms of what you heard, Carolyn said? Well, well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, when it comes down to writing the content and, you know, I think that's, and that's not my necessarily my uh, expertise is the writing the content, but I do love to write. And I think that is uh, what she was saying about how she just kept writing. She just, you know, kept writing. And then we talked about the mental blocks. And I think, you know, having a way to break through that mental block, because mine is my way of breaking through a mental block is always just, yeah, I'm done. And then I'll walk away and I won't deal with it until something pops in my head later. And your mind, your mind's not B2B writing. It's more creative writing because it's the your creative aspect of B2B. So it's uh, it's still telling that story. So it's it's almost taking this written story and translating it into pictures, graphics, videos. And I like that. And that you know you get that mental block with that as well. And there's some days where I'm like sitting there and I'm it just isn't working. And I'm, you know, so talking about that mental break, I think I have some good options that I can try to get through that. But uh, yeah, yeah, and, and that's and that's what a lot of people are typing in here. So they're gonna actually ramp up into <laughs> vlogging, which I never understood that word other than somebody made up video blogging. Oh, but it's uh, yes. I know. I, yeah, it's a it's a vlog. Yeah, they've been talking about it for years, and uh, a lot of people are ramping that up, going to uh, that, um, and then. Uh, and then Gail's like, I'm glad I'm not the only one that uses the walk away method, right? Yeah. So and uh, maybe yeah. go shovel snow, Gail. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure you're in Chicago. I'm not sure. But um, so here's the instructions for our winners. So Carolyn, you're going to love this. We're going to pick two winners. And actually, you might know one of these people. So uh, I'm not sure if you know Jamie Barth. Is that somebody that you know? Oh, my sister. <laughs> yes. And then Fred Ringe. I don't know if you know Fred. <laughs> So, I don't know if that's allowed. <laughs> Is that allowed? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, they were participating. They were in here, you know, and so we love to have, you know, people win. But here's the rules. So we have Fred, you know. Winning everything. This is like the really? first helicopter ride recently in Chicago. They just moved to the West Loop. And in six months, uh, this is the third contest she has won. <laughs> right. Right. So, so with those, you know, so with those, so here's your instructions. This is very specific. So, so, you know, Jamie and Fred, you better be typing in right now. Woohoo. I'm glad I won because you know the, the, the whole game here. And if you didn't hear the secret sauce with Carolyn is the secret to success and influence is really engagement. Okay. Engagement and being a thought leader and letting people know, externalizing the fact that you've learned something new and you're sharing it with people. And, and Carolyn, you've done that your whole life. And I just praise you for that. So your instructions, Fred and uh, Jamie, is that you have to take the Starbucks gift card that you're going to get in the email and you have to take somebody to coffee and share with them what you learned from Carolyn today. That's nice. So isn't that cool? Isn't That's that cool? Really nice thing. I like that. We do that every week. So, and and the key to it to winning is engagement. And so, here's an interesting story, Carolyn, too, because I'm I've got a couple conferences that we do that I'm going to turn you on to because I know you love to speak. So, um, so this person here that we have, Michelle Patterson, she's a television personality that has now switched her entire career. And she's an influencer in the cannabis space. So we were contracted by one of our big, uh, we do a lot of shows and trade shows and things like that, but we were contracted to a big cannabis show, totally out of our wheelhouse of normal shows. We're usually doing social media, finance, and banking. But she started this whole thing with My Jane, and now it's taken off, and she's this huge, massive influencer, and she's changed her network, her career, made this toes so uh you know and she's going to be on next week and so uh, i encourage you to to stay tuned into her because she has a lot of good stuff on the experience side social side and media side and pr side so it's now i always like putting our guests together so i always encourage you to to connect ahead 
Yeah, people at a TV are great. And honestly, this is one of the shows I listen to a lot. So I should have. Thank you. I yes, do. Yes. I do. Yeah. So yeah, like thank you so much. Yep. So and we just want to thank everybody that was on with us. And please make sure you continue to tune in and then make sure you uh, connect to. Now I have your uh, handle here is Carolyn Barth PR. Is that the right one for people to follow? Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, I'm mostly on LinkedIn. I suggest okay. if you can follow, follow me on LinkedIn, just Carolyn Barth, you'll find me. And, yeah. and look at that. We didn't even, we're going to have to have you back because we didn't even get to, how many followers do you have on LinkedIn? Like 17,000 or something like yeah, that. Some crazy, crazy. Right? Like, and yeah, yeah. so we, maybe it'll be up to 20 by the time I'm back on. Yeah, right. So we'll have you back on and then we'll uh, we'll get into that. So. All right. So. Okay. Uh, so with that being said, I just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts and loved having you on uh, as soon as we get this up and up on the air. And it's usually within, what, 24 hours, Jackson. And then it's yeah. on. What are those great channels it's on? Uh, Google uh, or uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes and Google Play. Wow. That's and so YouTube. Amazing. And YouTube. <laughs> YouTube if you want to watch the recording. So <laughs> so there you go. This is busy, Jackson, for you putting that all on. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate yeah. it. And my company is digitalcontentstrategy.com if you want to connect with me there. So yeah, there you go. There awesome. you go. And yeah. then uh, just watch our channel and when that, because I'll tell you what, I exit share it out there for you and let the world connect. So thank you. Well, thank you so much and have a happy holiday, everybody. All right. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next Wednesday. And Carolyn, we'll see you online or at the next networking event. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Dean. Thanks. Okay. Take care. Bye.